"'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house "'not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. "'Then Santa arrived and emptied his sack. "'What a great mess! "'And that awoke Vanessa, uh, up from her sleep. "'And she did say to Santa, "'What the fuck are you doing? "'Are you a burglar?' And he said, no, it is I, Father Christmas. And she said, oh, good. I hope I've got all the things I wanted. And he said, maybe. And she said, what are you doing here? And he said, have you got a glass of beer? And she said, yeah, you fat cunt. Hello, welcome. It's Talking Bollocks Christmas Special. Woohoo. Hello. Um, just thought I'd like to be a twat nice and early there. Um, welcome to the Christmas Bollocasts for Christmas 2017. Are you feeling festive? Hmm? Have you had some mince pies? Have you got your turkey ready? Hey, is it all? Is, is the tree up? Are the lights up? Are you one of those cunts who puts lights all over the house, displaying the fact that you know it's Christmas as well as everybody else? Is it freezing cold where you are? Do you live in a part of the world where it's hot? What's a hot Christmas like? How weird is that? My sister has her Christmas on the beach. That seems a bit fucked up to me. I like to be shivering like a fucking Eskimo. Um, so are you? Are you feeling festive? Fest- I can't wait for the end of Christmas because that word fucking disappears, doesn't it? Eh? Oh, festive is festive end of year, festive review, festive programs, festive adverts, festive menus, festive top tens, festive ways of making your festive fucking festive fucking Christmas festiver, even festiver. Fucking bollocks. Anyway, let's do it. My name's Howard Smith. I am the lead singer of UK thrash band Acid Rain. I also do stand-up, keithplatt.co.uk. I do this podcast, Talking Bollocks. Find me on Twitter. Find Acid Rain on Twitter. Find Keith Platt on Twitter. Find us all on Facebook. Find Acid Rain on Instagram and find me at Howonard on Instagram. That's about it. That's what I do. And don't forget, if you want to support this podcast... And you want to get Acid Rain exclusive behind the stuff, behind the scenes stuff. You can become a secret bollocker, and you can also become part of the Acid Rain Insider program by going to patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith. It will cost you five dollars a month or three pounds seventy in real money, and what you get is tons of exclusive content that's only available there. Um, going up this month, there's get, next month there's going to be all sorts of exciting bits and pieces. There's already been lots of stuff, but there's already a, a, a load of you uh, subscribe which is absolutely fucking brilliant keeps the uh, keeps the lights on here at talking bollocks towers really appreciate it please if you like what i do in any way shape or form sign up um at patreon it is genuinely worth it i mean for a start the christmas special um edition of this is going to be about an hour so there's going to be an extra hour for all patreon listeners a special um that's going to be coming in your way on january the 1st um also you get to send me questions before I interview people so you can have your questions answered um uh Malcolm Dome has done some Max Cavaliera has done some um and uh, yeah and Danny Filth has done some there's going to be loads and there's going to be every every interview you've got a chance to be a part of it okay there you go that's the end of the bullshit up front welcome back it's talking bollocks what's been going on I'll tell you what's been going on 
I'm not going to do my usual ranty stuff about what's been going on in the world of metal and all the rest of it because, um, well, what's been going on the world? What's been going on in the world of me? Um, I just wanted to share the last kind of few weeks with you guys because it's been it's been fucking mental, absolute in a good way. Um, I um, I guess I can say now, and it's going to come out because we played the cover on the on the tour, but um, we um, we have. Uh, we've worked uh, worked out a new cover version for Acid Rain, and it's a, a song by Suzanne Vega called um, uh, "Blood Makes Noise." I nearly said "Cool Talking Bollocks." Um, called "Blood Makes Noise," and um, we've demoed it. Um, it's not, you know, it's not officially recorded, but we did a demo version. Um, and I sent it to her management and I sent it to her Facebook page just to see if we could get her approval or not. And um, and we did. And the message came in and I'm going to read it to you now. It says, I love it in caps. I want um, and right at the end, she says, Put, it puts me in. There's a, a we message backwards and forwards a bit. Um, and it says, puts me in a really great mood. I must say thanks for this. That's so awesome. From Suzanne Vega. Um, big, fat, big, long time fan of hers, as many of you will know. So that's really cool. Um, then I met uh, Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, that's right. Um, he is the guy I met who wasn't very nice. Um, so you all know about that already. But the reason I've mentioned who it is is because Malcolm and I end up talking about it. So you're going to find out anyway. Um, and then I got to meet um, and interview Max Cavaliera. That's going to be on the uh, January podcast. He was mega cool. Remember at Acid Rain, gave me a big hug and said, nice to meet you, brother. What a highlight. Okay, so that's three heroes. And then... Yesterday, I interviewed Fish, one of my all-time legendary heroes. Got on famously with him. He's put me on the guest list for tonight's show as a personal guest of his, giving me triple A's and everything. Um, I mean, just awesome. Couldn't believe it. So I'm really looking forward to doing that tonight. And um, you'll all be able to hear how that gig went on the January podcast. January is going to be Max Cavaliera and Fish. I mean, what a way to start the year. That is, that's pretty impressive. It's my podcast, but fuck it, I'm going to say it. Well, it's our podcast, isn't it? Because I couldn't do it on my own, because if you guys weren't out there, there'd be no point doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty fucking impressive, isn't it? I, you've got to say. Um, and of course, did the, did the um, uh, Tour of the North, which uh, you're going to be hearing from Dan very soon. That's going to be the first interview up where we have quite a chat about the tour. Um, and it was just awesome. So many highlights. Um, really, I mean, great show in Manchester, the Rebellion as always. Great crowd, turnout in numbers, and, and it's just awesome to play there. Um, Glasgow Audio sold out insane. It was just fucking insane sweaty as fuck on one of the coldest nights of the year up in Glasgow and it was still amazing um traversing the UK on what was supposed to be nightmare weather weekend and um we didn't suffer one minute of um uh, traffic problems due to weather because we've got an awesome driver who just navigated around parts of the country just avoided where we knew it was shit and it was brilliant um, and then we did Leeds, which was a bit of a shame. You will hear me talk about that in the interview. It's not as it wasn't as busy as it as it should have been or could have been. Um, sorry, just got a plug for a minute there. So yeah, you'll be here. You'll hear more of that with uh, my discussion with Dan. Um, but it was just so much fun, and um, and not sh- and not sure when we're going to be doing anything like that again because um, basically you need to take some time off from from playing live, and we need to we need to work on this album. Seven songs demoed. We need at least another three or four. Then we need to record the well. Then we need to work on the more. Then we need to 
record them and then we need to find out how we're going to release it so it's it's it really is going to be interesting um how we move forward with this um and um yeah so next year is going to be quite an odd year and, and very quiet on the live front um so there you go nothing nothing booked for next year other than we've got a festival in portugal on january the 6th and other than that we have no live shows booked for 2018 at all um so there you go and i did the first i did my first ever spoken word slash talking bollocks live um in the sanctuary bar in uh, burnley um that was um two days ago how it, it was quite kind of bizarre because um uh, i was going to go straight home over to yorkshire for christmas um after the burnley show that was on the friday thursday morning i got an email replying to an email i sent two months ago saying yeah you can um you can have an interview with fish i was like oh my god so all of a sudden i had to hurriedly book a a travel lodge um, up near uh, up near the uh, the Burnley show, so I drove up for that, which is two hundred and thirty six miles. Drove up for that, did the gig, then did then got up eight thirty the following morning, having been kept awake for a good part of the night by fucking dickheads um, in another room, and I couldn't track down the room, so I couldn't bang on the fucking door. God, what? A, anyway, um, so then did two hundred thirty six miles in that morning, and then went and interviewed Fish. Um, that was yesterday. And um, and today I'm going to go and see him. I'm still knackered from the tour. I'm knackered from all the driving, um, but it's been great. And the, and the show was wonderful. Um, it was very small. I like to think of it as um, a small select audience. Um, uh, without doubt, it would have been cool to have more people there. But without doubt, everybody enjoyed it, which was a real buzz for me. Um, I did one hour and 47 minutes, which I'm sure won't surprise any of you who know how much I like, I like the sound of my own voice. Um, but I, yeah, no one, no one left. Everybody stayed. Everyone came up and, 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 and said how much they'd enjoyed it, which was a, a huge, huge buzz for me. Um, and it, yeah, it, I, I will definitely be doing more, um, you know, bug local promoters if you want me to come to town, because uh, I'd, I'd love to do it. I really would. Wherever you are, I am going to try and do some more of that this year as well, because if there's not going to be any acid rain shows, it would be good to get out and at least do maybe even try like a mini spoken word tour. Um, that would be cool. Uh, the trouble is that Friday, Saturday, Sunday is hard enough getting people out of their houses to go and see bands. So it's, you know, it, 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 it might mean doing midweek gigs and midweek gigs. Well, there's a reason why they, they're not well attended. So I don't know. There's a few things I've got to try and address there, but I will try out, uh, try and get out and do more. Um, so what else has been going on? Um, I do, I do have some notes. Oh yeah, obviously I went to the, um, I went to the, uh, um, Return to Roots tour show. Um, first band that I saw was Insomnium, who were fucking awful, dead on their feet. A, a, a more aptly named band I could not, I could not think of. Um, and, um, I, you know, I, well, I sent a tweet out while they were on, basically tweeted at them, and I just put two words for your performance, performance pro tools, and a little round, and a little, you know, emoji of hands clapping. And I said, if if I'm if I'm wrong, call me on it. Uh, I've heard nothing. Um, it was obvious. Pro Tools drummer playing to a click track, guitarist jumping up and down, playing a solo absolutely perfectly, jumping up and down. I mean, like album quality perfect. It was pathetic. Um, and then the other end of the scale, Overkill came on and took the roof off. Fucking brilliant. Bobby is the consummate, you know, front man, absolute legend. Was brilliant. Um, and I've got to be honest, Blue Blue. Um, 
return to roots away, I have to say. Um, although they were much better than when I saw them last. Um, Max was on form, playing guitar a lot more than he had been. But I think that might be to the fact that Mark Rizzo had left the tour. So maybe he, he knew he had to... Um, uh, put you know put more of a show on and and he was great and they they were good they no doubt in that they were good um but just uh yeah you know, overkill just blew it away um uh, and one last thing to talk about really was uh, is the holy terror box set that i've got five discs a dvd and four cds 14.99 that cost me from base.com absolutely brilliant i think it's gone up to 17.49 now but still worth every penny of your money but that's base b-a-s-e.com definitely worth paying them a visit um the that box set is 20 quid on amazon and then you've got to pay for postage base.com is free postage so it's got to be done i'd always recommend checking them out um as opposed to Amazon anyway, especially if you're buying physical products, because um, it's free postage on base.com. Um, and that goes for whatever, you know, if you're just buying a single CD, it's free postage. So definitely, definitely do that. Um, and I'm not going to ramble on too much, because as I say, these are Christmas specials, um, and it's really all about, um, you know, it's all about the interviews, and, uh, and I've got lots of them. Um, this is part one. This is going to be Dan from Reanimator and uh, Godless, formerly of the Metal Sucks podcast, now of the Metal podcast. He's been on a few times, so you know you know the dude and you know that me and him always have a right old chat. Um, but first up, I have literally just got off the phone from him. And um, uh, yeah, uh, this, this interview is so fresh out the can that uh, my uh, living room table is still, uh, my living room coffee table is still drying out. What am I talking about? Well, you're about to hear now. It'll all make sense after you listened to me and Dan Dan, Cancer Killer Man. Hello. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you, mate? I'm all right. Thank you, mate. I'm all right. Good, good. Well, it's yeah. been, been nice talking to you. Yeah, yeah, later. Good chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good to catch up. Yeah, yeah, man. How's it going then? Um, yeah, not bad, mate. It, I can't believe that um, that both you and I were playing Leeds this time. Well, not this time, but, you know, we were heading to Leeds this time last week. I know, you shared um, the fur of the, the Glasgow gig yesterday, didn't you? And I was like, is that already a fucking week ago? Yeah. Mad. Yeah. Good times though. I fucking loved that. Oh mate, it was uh, it was a good laugh, wasn't it? It was. It was a really good laugh. I, I loved the entire thing. It was great. So, yeah, man. Is um yeah. so have you, have you, have you done many tours? No, to be honest, um we've done it like I've done it quite a few times where we're like with my own band where we've had like a gig booked in every weekend for like quite a few weeks on the trot like a good couple of months or whatever but we've not done too many we might have done one or two where we've done two nights in a row or whatever but that's the closest thing I've gotten to doing like three in a row like so, so that's you know what I mean uh, and, and as I say like I think I might have said to you when when we do them we just sort of like when we did it like last weekend we turned up at three each time and we spent a good amount of time sound checking and went for dinner and all this stuff we usually just tip up as it opens quick line check and then get on the stage so it's, it's a lot less structured when we do it than it was with uh you lot last weekend so it was quite cool seeing 
and like from it's a different perspective and that like almost seemed professional <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we were in danger of being professional weren't we i know we did it was, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean that's that's usually the, the the way it rolls, you know. You get get to the venue, um, yeah. load in as soon as you can, sound check yeah. as soon as you can, and then yeah, yeah. try and find somewhere half decent to to go and have some dinner. Yeah, and it usually ends up being a McDonald's. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Even just like just being on the road, just like me and Kev had a real good laugh each day just in the van and everything so and like when we was driving up to Scotland and that that was just that was fucking gorgeous some of the scenery up there and that so yeah 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 it was, yeah, um, it was, it was it, there, there was some amazing scenery I was just looking back at some yeah, video, at some videos that we um, that we recorded and yeah. um, it looks spectacular yeah yeah it does I got a few photos and stuff like that and like and I don't usually like taking photos of the countryside <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, it was just some gorgeous stuff. It was, wasn't it? I mean, it, it's yeah. uh, and and the time of year as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, like yeah, the the snow just sort of fucking topped it off nicely, didn't it? Actually, I, yeah, I was looking at some videos. Um, I was looking at some videos today because um, uh, I'd, I'd thirty-one videos on my phone to upload. Yeah. Well, we do we do a lot of filming when we're out. It's, well, it's probably mainly me and Paul, um, right? And because um, we always make sure we've we've got as much footage as possible for yeah. um, for a tour doc. Um, right. And this was only three days, so there's not going to be too much. But it, he's, nah. he's he's still got a fair amount, and there's just just all the fucking stupidness that goes on, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 I'd like to see that. Oh, well, don't you worry, mate. Is yeah. it, did you see the last yeah. one? I don't think I did actually. No, I don't. I didn't. I, no, I didn't know if you did. I'll, I'll send one. you. I'll send you a link of the one we did in the summer. Uh, yeah, sorry, the, the one we did from April, which is it's over an hour long. Um, but the thing is, having toured with us as well now, you'll you'll do you know it'll it'll kind of click a bit more yeah. because you know yeah, you know yeah. you know what kind of what each of us are like. Yeah, how um, shit goes down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, how shit yeah. goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's um, it's it, it's got to be done basically. Um, yeah, yeah. But we've we've Definitely. also got. Did you get Did you get your set filmed at, at Glasgow? We did. Yeah, uh, he sent us it. I can't remember if we shared it on the Facebook page or not. Um, yeah. He did. He definitely sent us it. Yeah, yeah, we're keeping. Um, yeah. We're, we're, we've we've da- Well, Paul has downloaded that whole file. Right. Um, and we're just going to get as much footage from Glasgow as possible, and intersperse right. it from different different angles as well. Okay, but, but right. keep it, but keeping that that four K soundtrack, so it should sound pretty uh, kick ass, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, good idea. Um, could make I could make a pretty decent documentary out of that actually, couldn't you? Well, the thing is yeah. that um, we were thinking about doing that. But the thing is, there's always that thing where some people want to watch the documentary bits and some people want to yeah. watch the live show. And if you put the right. two together, you basically ended up you basically end up with neither party being happy. Right. So, yeah. Fair point. So we just find it better to to do to do a doc um, uh, separately, and then we'll do the live right. show separately as well. Okay. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. got to be done. It's got to be done. Yeah. But um, so it's been um, it's it's been a uh, a funny old year for you, hasn't it? It has. It's been a bit mad. Yeah, it's yeah. It's it seems weird. Like 
it seems like it was such a long time ago, but then I, like people, when people ask me about it, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm six months in remission or whatever. And I'm like, shit, was that only six months ago? Cause it yeah. seems like it almost, it, it's weird. It, it kind of feels like it was 20 years ago in some parts, but then there's, uh, the, in other parts, it kind of seems like it's yesterday. Like I had, a, I had another checkup on Monday. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, I spent so much time in this fucking place. You know what I mean? And like the smells of it and everything. And yeah, it's uh, some of it's still, it feels raw still, even though when I think about it, it seems like that it was a separate thing and like dimensional almost. So I think it's weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. No, it's understandable because it's, it's, I mean, it's understandable. It feels well. I mean, when did we do the first podcast? It was just after you kind of sort of got diagnosed, wasn't it? Right, so uh, I don't know. Um, well, they they told me... When did they tell me I'd relapsed? Uh, I think it might have been November or December sort of time. Yeah. Cause, and then I had... Yeah, I think that's when I relapsed, and then I had to do all the biopsies again after that to see like how far along it was and everything. Uh, so I did them through like December and January. So it might have, if if uh, it might have been, it will have been this coming up to like this time last year, I guess. Yeah. So we would yeah, get. Yeah, so I, I think so. I must have got you on first podcast around February time, something like that. Right. Right. Was well, that was that the first podcast? Well, I I don't know. I will tell you what. I'll uh, I'll open my podcast app while we're talking, and I'll um I'll yeah, see yeah. I'll see <laughs> if I can figure it out because it's going to annoy the shit out of both of us. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, man. But, um, but yeah, it has, it has been a bit mad. Like uh, just everything that's happened since that as well. I've, 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 yeah, I've sort of got my head down and got on with a lot of shit that I feel like I could have done if I hadn't spent the first half of this year doing the chemo. So yeah, yeah, man, yeah. It's been, it's, it's been like the most. It's like it's just been in the extremes the entire time. Like like the shittest bit in the for the best bits as well, sort of thing, so. Yeah, because yeah. It, it, yeah, it, it has been like that, hasn't it? It's been a real up and down year for you. It really has. Yeah, it really has. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I got a, I got a new job. Like, I did, I went and I actually applied for this job. I won't, I won't talk about it too much because uh, the really, where I'm working now is really thinking about uh, um, security and, and all this stuff, like not, that sounds really yeah. that sounds mysterious doesn't it but um, about yeah not not letting too many things get uh, traced back to you and everything and all this stuff and, well uh, let's let's people. just say, let's just say it's an, another part of the prison service and um, is, yeah. you, you can't yeah, talk yeah. too much about it yeah basically yeah um, but I actually applied for that um, last year and then I had to I got through all the like the pre-assessment stuff and then uh, they asked me to go to the assessment thing, which was the assessment thing, was I had an interview, a written exam, and a, a group sort of exercise in one morning, <laughs> which was exhausting. I had to travel up to Newcastle for that. But so before, like, I got onto that, and then I relapsed, so I had to pull out of it. So I thought that was like, right, that's done. That's completely out the window. I'll just look for whatever I fancy when I'm like settled down or whatever. And then as, as soon as uh, as soon as I got the all clear again, and like a couple of weeks later, I got an email saying we're doing another intake and we've still got all your pre-assessment stuff on file if you fancy going for this one. I was like fucking hell yeah! So 
yeah, well, I, I went and did did all the assessment thing for that and got on it. And um, yeah, so it, that was like what was it a month or two, that the assessment thing was a month or two after I did the last round of chemo. So like, there's actually one of the women who interviewed me I'm working with now, and I've had to mention like what like all the, the cancer shit and all that. And she's like, oh, I can't believe it was that soon, like after like before. The assessment and everything. I was like, "Yeah, my le- my hair had literally only just grown back <laughs> before yeah. I went for this assessment." I, I, and I listened if she could believe it. But uh, yeah, so there's that, and then obviously recorded an album with Thirteen. Recorded the like started recording the EP with Reanimator. Uh, did the tour with you lot. Um, yeah, just it's just been a bit mad. It's just been manic and. But it's, it's, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, let's so. face it, it's, there's more positives in there than negatives. The only negative really is the cancer. Everything else has been, uh, has, yeah, has exactly. been positive. And even the cancer stuff, I, I got out of it. I came through it. The other's fucking sad. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, meet, I'm, I'm meeting, I've met quite a few people who've, when they are, they are, when they get introduced to me or whatever, and, like, and, and some people will mention the cancer stuff and there's been quite a few people who've lost people to it and that so uh, I met somebody uh, last actually this weekend and um, and so I don't I don't know why my mate he, my mate introduced me to him and then he started telling this bloke about what had what had happened and everything with me I don't know why he told him that but like this bloke was just like I'm really glad to hear that there's some positives to come out of it because I've like I've lost my wife and my son to that shit. Fuck I'm like man. fucking hell, and this bloke it, um, he'd lost his wife very very recently. So I think I think he there was they brought him out to try and you know give him a good time sort of thing. Yeah. But so it, yeah, it's it's a it's a bit mad. Well, uh, that's, that is when we when we by the way, um, first podcast was January. Um, that was it. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, did you did you um, have uh, sort of talk to anybody on the tour who'd um, uh, who'd been following your progress or anything? Um, no, not really. Uh, a couple of people because obviously Kev mentioned it because he had that charity bucket for can uh, for cancer research, didn't he? Oh, the one so that we the one that we cut cut the hole in the bottom and uh, siphoned off all the money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which was a smart idea, I think. I, I, <laughs> Absolutely, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed for not thinking of it myself sooner. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, because obviously, obviously Kev mentioned it every night, so a couple of people afterwards um, came and said, "Oh, I'm, I'm glad to it, glad to where you got through it and everything." But nobody mentioned the podcast or anything. Well, it's funny you should say um, that because um, uh, one of the people that you spoke to was um, a uh, was a bollocker, and he's got some questions for you, which we'll do in the, okay. in, the in the Patreon section of the interview. Um, yeah, nice one. Yeah, but yeah, um, it, it's. Um, I mean, it's something it's worth mentioning on stage, you know. Even if yeah, it's well, just, even it if it's just, the, I was it, just going to say the sympathy. Oh, fucking hell, this lot of shit. Oh, he survived yeah, cancer yeah. twice. Oh, they're, they're not yeah, bad yeah. then. You know? <laughs> yeah, so I think that's sometimes the only way we can guarantee a fucking crowd, isn't it? I'm about to start mentioning that thirteen gigs more. Yeah, oh, definitely, uh, definitely. Maybe change, you know, change your name to I don't yeah, know, yeah. you know, Hodgkin's what lymphoma. Yeah, Captain Cancer was one of them, I think. <laughs> Can- cancer Killer? Yeah, Cancer Killer. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dan, Dan, the cancer killer man. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, I, I, look, really boring question, but did you have a did you have a favourite show of the three? Um, I don't know because there was there was good th- good things with for each of them. I think Glasgow was probably the fa- my favourite one because probably because of right Manchester, obviously with my oh, my your gear fucking shoes. Fucking hell! I was furious. I, 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 I'm not like I'm not like a rock star type, but I've, it's the first time I've wanted to boot an amp off stage. Um, I really did want to put my fucking foot through it, um, so I was really disappointed with myself for that. Um, but the crowds for Manchester was great, so yeah, there was that. And then, so I think Glasgow had a decent crowd. We got a couple of mosh pits and stuff like that, and. Obviously, it sold out as well, didn't it? So yeah. I think Glasgow was the best one. And then Leeds was great as well, to be fair. And I really liked the venue. It was just a smaller crowd, wasn't it? But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think Glasgow would probably... I liked the venue in Glasgow as well. It was dirty. It was dingy and oh, I liked that. As soon as... Well, I, I walked in and my feet started sticking to the floor and I was like, that's how yeah. you know you're in a proper fucking music yeah. venue. Yeah, yeah. You're home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you fucking yeah, stuck to the floor. It's it's yeah. fucking horrendous. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see the toilets from the stage, and you can smell them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, one yeah. one shitter for the whole fucking venue. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you? Did you have a favourite one? Uh, Glasgow, I think, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, it yeah. was just because it was it, it was sold out. It was you know it was fucking right. rammed. They went yeah. mental. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Manchester was great as well. Leeds was just such a shame um, that basically, you know, the promoter promoter just didn't do his fucking job. Um, yeah, and you that know, is shit. sent out his first tweet about the about the gig ten thirty Sunday morning. So really, I'm, I'm probably just fucking repeating all this. I'm probably going to go on about this in the podcast hmm. as, in in general. But uh, but right. yeah, you know, I mean, and and in, uh, in my opinion, when it comes like that, fucking no tweets is better than one tweet because one is like hmm. rubbing your nose in it, like oh so yeah, oh so yeah. you did know, um, you yeah. know, and and we weren't on any of the running order posters, you know, that say what's coming up, and none of our none of uh, none of our I tour of the north none of our tour of the north posters were up in the uh, in the venue. Um, no, no. It, 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 shit. Well, the first thing I did when I got to the right, oh shit. I'll have to call you back. All right, mate. Cheers. Clint. Fucking hell. <laughs> what did you do, you dildo? Um, I um, I had a, a pint of water on my coffee table, and I crossed my legs, kicked it over. It's fucking oh. soaked. It soaked my uh, my tablet. Um, <sighs> fucking hell. I know. I, lo- I loaded. I loaded books. I've got on my uh, coffee table, which uh, obviously just for show. Obviously just for show. Well, I mean, who the fuck reads books? Um, I know. Are they leather bound by any chance? Oh, oh, of course. Yes, you know, <laughs> at some with human skin. Um, oh, good lad. Well, you know, fucking, yeah, absolutely. You know, some are for summoning Satan, and some, <laughs> and some are tips on making a good souffle. Um, nice. Yeah, I like I to, need to borrow some of them. I like to ro- I like to rock and roll with the yin and the yang. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. The flambeard here. All right with that. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> So yeah, now, um, as, as I talk to you now, I've got everything. Everything is lying all over the front room, drying out. Have you, have you, have you 
Yeah, you've got them all on your radiators. <laughs> yeah, I've got. I, I just, I had to go for the tablet and and just basically make sure that fucker didn't get any, oh, you know, didn't get any water and any uh, any inputs or anything like that. So uh, apparently, it, you're supposed to stick it in a load of rice, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've I've accidentally switched the fucker on now, so um, I'll, oh. we'll um, we'll get you'll get a live update as to whether it's fucked or not. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure it's fucked because it just came on for a second then and went off uh, again. So did it, did it get proper drowned? Uh, not not too bad. Oh, hang on. Right, we're booting up. This is a fucking interesting interview, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tension is palpable. Oh, oh, we've got the home screen. Um, yes. Putting in password. Come on. Come on. Here we go. And. There's no start to the excitement, is there? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, riding the crest of a slump on this on this interview. <laughs> fucking hell, there it is. It's back. Nice, good lad. Yeah, fucking hell. Great. I've turned it on so I can shut it down. Um, uh, uh, that's that's fascinating. Where the where the fuck were we? Oh, oh, so, oh about the about um, the promoters, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. The bollocks promoter. That was. Um, yeah. So yeah, there was a reason for that. I mean, the first thing I did was get off the bus and walk straight up to the guy who's rep- who's representative for the promoter, and basically just listed off all the things that they hadn't done. Point. Yeah, I, I saw you kicking off, and I was like, oh, it just got something to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like I was just pointing at the posters, going, "Why aren't we on that? Why aren't we on that? Yeah. Where are the yeah. posters? One yeah, tweet. Yeah. One tweet has gone out." Um, yeah. You know, I just just said it's fucking, it, and I just I ended up by saying to him that every single person that comes through that door today is down to me on social media. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah. And and we've yeah. had this so many times, and I've said it so many times myself. It seems like there's so many people out there now who, who they like the idea of being a promoter more than they like promoting. Sort of thing, don't they? you know what I mean? It's... Well, the thing is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, he's a proper promoter, um, yeah. and and uh, uh, just, just don't know why. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they promoted other gigs on the tour. That's all I'm going to say. You know, so right. it's just, okay. it's just fucking weird. Um, yeah. But anyway, you know, what's done is done. But it was, it was still a good night. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was fun. Uh, it was, it was a good laugh afterwards. Actually, I thought, like, oh, yeah. especially with their. Uh, Cookies, fucking Chinese wine and stuff. Oh man, it was great! With that a fucking with a, with a fucking lizard in it. Yeah, man. Yeah. He said, "No, I want that about it." Was, I, I keep telling him it was actually quite nice. Well, it was. Considering it, there was. Yeah, considering there was <laughs> considering there was a dead reptile in it. Yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah. It's the nicest alcohol that I've ever I've yeah. ever tasted that contained a dead reptile with a carcass in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> tasted worse. And well, we we went we went for a little curry as well, didn't we? But it's we it's, did, yeah. it's a shame that we couldn't all sort of like get there at the same time and get on one big table or, or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah. You see all the the proper old school tour photos of all the bands set. Like I've seen loads of like like uh, they reanimate a lot with Dark Angel and all that and yeah, and Candle Mass and stuff. And, well, we did it yeah. on we did it on the uh, on the comeback tour when we when it was us. Zentrix and Shrapnel, we all we all went for right. a, we all went for a curry in Belfast. Yeah, yeah, um, right. Which was which was awesome. Um, right. I mean, we all had a right laugh. Um, yeah. But uh, but no, it was it was cool because also it you were all able to hang around because Leeds wasn't far from for for any of you going home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that was quite cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I did enjoy. I, did, I think I enjoyed that one. As I said, there was different things of it. Like that for each gig, even with Manchester, with that with the fucking amp playing up. There was just watching you guys. I thought it was fucking class in Manchester. You had an ace crowd in Manchester, and um, that dude stage diving and fucking his, his fucking his shoulder up. Have you seen? That have was, you seen the pictures on Facebook? I have. It's yeah. great. I was like, that is fucking brilliant. I was it's like, good lad. Fucking uh, mental. I mean, yeah, the weird, but the yeah. thing is, the thing is, it's like he, he just got up. Put his arms in the air like, "Way, look at me!" And then just went yeah. straight off. Collapsed and it was just again. like, "Fucking yeah. hell!" Yeah, yeah, man. But um, <laughs> it was, and of course, of course, after the Manchester show was just a little bit weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to stick around for that, but yeah, nobody else did. Apparently, me and Cookie was like, "Fuck it, yes, let's do it." And everyone yeah. else was like, "I, I, I want to go home." <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Well, I, I I don't know if I told you, but um, I was talking to the manager of the Rebellion, and she was like, she was telling us that it's turning into a fetish club now, and we were like, right, okay. Right. As just as a six foot two bloke dressed as Snow White walks past, <laughs> yeah, and then she turns to me and she goes, uh, "You've got an odd crowd, haven't you?" What? I know, and I thought, well, fucking hell, the, the bar is quite high. The bar is quite high for this woman, <laughs> and she yeah. thinks our crowd is weird. Fucking hell, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I want the manic sticker on fact, like looking at all the giant rubber fists or whatever they had. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I can't say I look. I can't say I look that closely. I've got to be honest. No, nah, I, I, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't, I don't, maybe that's a naive assumption. Well, Paul, Paul came back with all with all the fucking details. He's like, "Well, you're allowed to do this. You're allowed to do that, but then you're not allowed to do that, and you're not allowed to do that." But you're really? To... I was like, "Yeah, all right, we're we're still not staying." <laughs> I know. I was well up for it. I was well up for it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. But we would have all looked totally fucking normal. No, everybody would have just given us a wide berth. No, no, no. We'd have looked weird. <laughs> ah, yeah. It, you know no, what I mean? I don't. Well, yeah, we would have looked weird because there was a bit. There'd yeah. have been ten fucking straight blokes all dressed in their normal clothes. Yeah, so jeans we, and biker jackets. Yeah, we'd yeah, have been biker. the odd ones out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> Bizarre. So, yeah. so did you travel with Kev every day then? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we just travelled in his van. Right, yeah. cool. Uh, it was alright to be fair. Like, and, um, like we did it before, because it was just me and Kev. Uh, we did it when we went to Norwich and we had Jack in the van as well. And that was uncomfortable. And just been the three of us just being sat in the front of Kev's van. Oh, I was uncomfortable. But, like, I was, oh, because, right, I was going to say, is, why is, is, is like, you know, is Jack a wanker? Is it just uncomfortable? <laughs> that as well. He kept touching my fucking thighs. And I was like, mate, are you married? And I'm, I'm just not into it. It's not for me. And he wouldn't take no for an answer. But he's very persuasive, Jack. Uh, well, but, uh, I tell, let, let, let's leave that there then, shall we? <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Um, I, I think... Yeah, and especially, I think I, I annoyed Kev a couple of times because I just nodded off on the way back every time. Oh, and then apparently yeah. I snore. Um, uh, oh, there's, no, there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing worse than having a fucking sidekick <laughs> riding shotgun who fucking falls asleep. Yeah, I know, every fucking time. Oh, man. I, I, I've, yeah. I, like, I've, I get that with comedians sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not a fucking member of your family, I'm not a cab driver. Fucking wake up and endure yeah. the journey with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to, but uh, yeah, I, I just I just like sleeping. You know? Well, you know, you well, you've had a tiring year, dear. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my excuse. Though. So, um, so, uh, so, what's uh, what's on the what's on the cards for you for next year? Um, you know, bit bit of cancer again, or are you going to give it a miss? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm kicking the idea around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I'm, I'm like, because I'm doing this job, but I'm like, I'm training like for the for the next year or so. And I've got, and I've got to do a qualification in it as well. So that's going to take a year. Wow. Um. Uh, there's, yeah, there's like a, a vocational thing and and all this stuff in there. Yeah, professional qualification. So that's going to take a year to do. Um, on top of having like the actual work as well, so that's going to be. I think that's going to be pretty intense. But like, uh, as I say, we're recording the album with thirteen, so we're like we've we've, uh, we've booked a date to launch it some like in the first couple of months of next year. So the I think the focus there will be like getting the money together to get the discs printed and and then like getting a video done and all that shit so yeah that'll be i think the first couple of months of next year will be pretty full on with 13 as well and then obviously we've got um we only we got as far as finishing the guitars off for reanimator i think i've got another guitar solo to do um and then we obviously got a crack on with the bass and vocals uh, so that'll be the next thing as well for that so i've got a few things lined up um like I, i'm guessing most of that's going to take place in the first couple of months um like band music wise and everything so i don't i ain't really got out plan for the rest of the year after that so i'm sure some will crop up well, needless to say, yeah. if you guys um, if you guys get a London gig, um, or if you yeah. want a London gig, let me know. And if you get one, um, you obviously you can crash here, which will save you on uh, save you some accommodation, if nothing else. Oh, nice one! Cheers, man. That's yeah. all right. I would definitely love a, lo- a London gig. I, like, uh, I don't know where we'd play with that team. I don't think Camden would have us, uh, but um, like Underworld or whatever. But like, definitely. I'd, I'd love to do Underworld again with the Reanimator. So yeah, it, yeah. It, I, I think. Um, I mean, you might. It might be uh, probably probably be best starting at something like the Dev, which is right. um, okay. uh, we we played there. We played there when our Hammerfest appearance went nuts up because of the oh, traffic. Um, right. And you just play in the corner. I mean, it's free. It's a free entry pub, um, but right. it's but it's a legendary metal pub. Um, okay. You know, I think I've heard of it actually. Yeah. yeah, you'll you'll have a crowd in it, and I know I know the promoter. Um, right. I know him really well. Um, uh, right. I'm on Facebook with him, so um, I can have, I can have a word if you want. Yeah, please, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. That'd be great. Um, yeah, we've got a Birmingham gig with 13 in February as well. Actually, and um, it's uh, one of oh, I meant I meant for 13, mate. I meant for 13. Right. Yeah. 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 Cheers, man. But yeah. Cool. So, yeah, we need to get some stuff in the diary and that. Do a do a London album launch. Launch your album in fucking London, mate. That'd be really fucking cool, actually. Yeah, see if you, yeah. we'll see if we can get some press going and get some, yeah, yeah. you know, get some get some people down there and um, yeah, you know, see if we can make make some things happen for you. Yeah, that'd be really cool. We'll get some more lanyards made. I thought that was one of the coolest fucking things about last weekend was we had fucking access all areas, lanyards. Hey. <laughs> I was like a proper geeked out over that. It's got to be done though, hasn't it? It's got to yeah, be done. right. You know, and, right. No, and none of this wearing it round your neck shit. Oh, that's, yeah. that's Ramatas, that is. belt like a that, proper mosh. That's it. <laughs> round, round the belt like a proper rock hero. Yeah, too um, right. 
No, it's fine. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I always get those done because it's kind of like it's 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 not a tour if you haven't got a lanyard. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and to be fair, that's one of these things. Like I've got a box that's just filled with cool shit, like you know, just like old photos or whatever, and that'll stay in that that one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, man. yeah, that's that's really yeah. cool. I've got I've yeah. got all mine hung up on, in my kitchen on a on a oh, yeah. cork board, and they're, uh, oh, nice. they're, they're 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 mounting up at the moment. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, it, it's it's got to be done, you know. It's got to be done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just I get... like that dude. The the Leeds gig who had his his one from the back in the day as well. Oh, uh, fucking granddad! Yeah, yeah. dear yeah, me. Yeah. He could. I thought that was pretty cool. Honestly, he could get in anywhere. Like I said at the time, yeah. you know, we used to we used to say, offer to put him on the guest list every every time we yeah. were in the area, and he'd be like, "Don't worry, I'll get myself in." He always got in. <laughs> Always Good got life. in with some homemade fucking acid rain backpack, uh, back, yeah. backstage pass. It was fucking ridiculous. That's great. But that's uh, awesome. yeah, we had some. There were some characters. Um, there were some characters crawled out of the woodwork for the Leeds gig. That's for sure. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I was. Yeah, even, there I seems was... to be a few people who like recognize, who like who'd seen, like who'd seen you, like Rian and sort of acid rain from back then, and yeah, yeah. Well, my yeah, cool. well, my mum was one of them. Yeah, yeah, that that was fucking mental. I, I like, I, I started walking and I was like, and then you said it was there, and I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And she sat right next to the fucking sound desk, and she was loving it. That was yeah. that was ace. That was. Well, she she yeah. know, she knows all the tunes. You know what I mean? Oh, does she? Well, she was that's there. From, she was there from the beginning, and she likes metal. Yeah. You know, her favourite band was Metallica. So um, right, um, good laugh. Yeah, exactly. So that was all, really cool. All, all my doing, obviously. <laughs> um, but well, look, it's something I suppose. I mean, we've talked. Look, I'm I'm talking to everybody about their like their their highlights of the year and stuff. And uh, obviously, yeah. yours is um, you know number one touring with us. Not no, number two beating <laughs> cancer. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously. Priorities. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I was thinking. I, I bet I mentioned it on previous podcasts. I thought, well, look, you know, get yourself fit and. We're going to be doing some dates at the end of the year or something like that, and you know, oh, you love. I'm, yeah. I'm sure I mentioned that on a podcast. So it was just yeah, really, you did, yeah, yeah, it's fucking cool that we actually made it happen. Yeah, actually, actually happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I you, say, if, I, I absolutely loved it. If you think in January we were talking on the podcast and you just, you know, you were going through your first bouts of chemo, and in December yeah. we were on the road together. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's, it's insane. Yeah, it is. It is mad. As I say, just going from that place to the extremes of it is just yeah it's, it is mad it's how, how much shit can change in a year or what, what can happen yeah uh, yeah yeah it's mad so what about um any any musical highlights any any albums that have come out this year that have kind of made you made you go like fucking hell yeah that that that's very good i don't know like i'm a bit i don't know i'm a bit sort of what's the word difficult um, to please Say that again. Difficult to please. Yeah, difficult to please. I'm difficult, to, difficult to hard to impress. Hard to impress. I think, and I'm, I'm a bit. Um, me and especially metal music are going through a bit of a rough patch. I think, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not much of it that comes out, especially the metal stuff that really fucking gets me going. And like Queens of the Stone Age, one I mentioned. I think I mentioned to you before. It was just before their album came out. They're Metallica are my favourite band, my next favourite band after Metallica are Queen of the Stone Age. And their album came out and as much as I thought it was good, like 
it was great. In fact, you've got songs for the deaf and like clockwork, just didn't quite get up there again, sort of thing. So I don't know. There's, I can't think of any off the top of my head that have really sort of where I've been like, this is fucking amazing. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm struggling a bit at the minute with all that. Well, I'm, I'm a bit. Uh, sorry, go on. No, 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 no. I was I, I was going to say um, I know what you mean about Queens of the Stone Age because I think Songs of the Deaf is is an all time classic. But for me, yeah, I haven't liked anything they've done other than that. So uh, right. I'm, I'm always disappointed by a new by a new yeah um, yeah yeah by a new. Yeah, I think you found that with well. a lot of metalheads and stuff like that. Like that's the one that metalheads really like. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm just like looking through my iPod to see if I can like find anything that really. I mean, to be fair, I've actually been listening to a lot of just like blues stuff recently. And Gay, just, like rock and yeah. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't realize you had such a, a, a varied taste because like you know, thirteen's oh, yeah. fucking heavy as hell, and you're in Reanimator yeah. and and all the rest of yeah. it and. I didn't realise you had such a broad, varied taste. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've, I've got, like, a playlist of, like, blues and acoustic stuff. And there's a, there's a guy I think I found, I came across while I was doing the chemo called Sean James. And he's just this American dude. And he's a, uh, he's just got a really, he's got a class voice, in fact. Um, and he's got, like, a backing band and stuff that he does stuff with in there. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Uh, there's, there's, there's actually a couple of bands. I'm waiting for High on Fire's new album to come out. I'm a huge fan of them. Right. Um, they're probably they're, they're recording or they're about to start recording. I think they're planning on releasing an album. Actually, actually year, I, th- I think their album is all done. It's just it's waiting. Oh, is it? it's, yeah, I heard them interviewed on a, the Metal Podcaster, like friends of mine, Chuck and Godless do, and um, right. and they were saying that like that's that's. That's all in the bag, and I think right. if I've got my bands right, I think the first single from it's already out. Oh, is it? I need to have a look for that then. Matt Pike from High on Fire is another absolute fucking hero, man. I love him. There's an album, Mastodon. Yeah, I that thought. Was a good album. That. Do you know what? I I I was gonna mention that, and I forgot. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's yeah. that's one for me all as about well. That yeah, that's one for me. That was a good album. It's great. Yeah. We, we we played it. It that was that was uh, our our album of the tour when we did the tour in April. Um, yeah. That was our that was our album of the tour. It was just everybody was just yeah. all of us were into it playing it. It was just yeah. whenever I play that album now, I think of that tour. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just yeah, just a, a stun album. a stunning collection of songs. It is, isn't it? And um, yeah, just I, I always loved the tones and the stuff and the different. Uh, the the musician the fucking the instruments and stuff they just seem to use stuff that's really out of the box and that's actually been a little bit of a thing that we did on with the thirteen thing like we use like a there's like a little three minute sort of acoustic instrumental on the new thirteen album and it's got like a it's called what is it called a zilfros it's a Chinese sort of guitar type thing and um it's got that on it and. Yeah, we, we we messed about with a couple of like orchestral synths and stuff because obviously we can't afford to have a proper orchestra in there. So I think, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so like I think some of that like just having the bollocks to try different things out that wouldn't necessarily be in metal albums. I think some of that comes from Mastodon. 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And so the albums, yeah. so the 13 albums all done then? Oh yeah, that got, um, that got finished in, when did that get, when did that get finished? In October. Um, so as, as I say, the main thing that's holding us off getting it out there now at the minute is just getting the money together to get it printed and everything. Well, if you, if you, we just do all of it ourselves, so. Well, fire, fire it over and, um, yeah. and if it's all right with you, I'll put a couple of tracks on the, um, on the, on the Christmas special. Yeah, nice one. Um, I think that should be all right. I'll, I'll double check with my lads because yeah. they get a bit precious about it. <laughs> no, no, look, I know, I know the feeling, mate. Yeah. I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but at least send me the fucking album, you lazy bastard. Yeah, I will do. I will do. Don't worry. I don't worry. What but, do you mean? Um, you, actually... will do, you will do. Don't worry. It's been finished since October <laughs> and it's December, you fucking bastard. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Dearly. Um, I'm actually quite looking forward to hearing like the stuff that you're going to do as well, to be honest. I, I love... Um, Especially Plan of the Damned, I fucking loved that when he was playing it live. It was so it was so heavy, and I loved the the middle section, the fast bit. I think that's fucking class. It's it's um, it's bizarre because that's become and thank you by the way, but that's um, it's it's really weird because every audience has started reacting to that the same way, which is during the yeah, during yeah. the heavy slow bit, everyone's just fucking sort of just banging their heads and then yeah. and then it's this is not a test and the pits just yeah, go yeah. fucking mental every night. It's really fucking cool that everyone knows when that bit's coming in, and everyone knows to shout it, yeah. and everyone knows to kick off. And it's, it's a brand, it's pretty much a brand new song of yours, isn't it? So yeah. it's really fucking cool that they're reacting to it like that. I'm yeah, well impressed with that one. Oh, thanks, mate. No, it's 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 um. It's well, yeah. It was our comeback song, so we we obviously had a lot of confidence in it, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the, the second new song, we we knew we had to we knew we had to lay down a, a, a bit of a bit of thrash because um, yeah, only yeah, half definitely. of the plan in da- plan of the damned is really a thrash tune, but um, yeah, yeah, it gives a, it just gives a little taster of the kind of stuff that we're going to be, you know, that we're going to be we're going to be putting out. Although yeah. I, you know we we never even, we didn't get a chance because I've got I've got like seven songs on my on my phone that um, right. uh, seven demos um, of yeah. the new stuff. Um, and we just never seemed to get time to. Well, we didn't get time to sit down and do this. Never mind, sit down and listen no, we didn't, to music. No, no. Yeah, but it's weird, isn't it? There's always something to do, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. You it know? was. It was. I, I can only remember like one one minute or like maybe one little part of it where I was just sat down with my feet up playing on the phone. Yeah. And that was when we just arrived at Manchester, but that didn't take. That didn't last very long. And it was like right sound check and right let's go for food and. You're busy quite a lot, and that's one of it's. It's weird because like you hear about a lot about bands like being bored on tour and stuff like that, and I don't know. It's just because it was a new novel thing for me. I didn't find any of it boring at all. I was, I just I just loved hanging out with everyone and just being there. I just fucking loved it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, well. Also, it was only three dates. I mean, if you do that for yeah. fucking three months, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can I can imagine it just yeah. having time, especially like down. if you've got families and stuff. And, yeah, so it's all. I don't all... have any of that shit to worry about. Absolutely, so it's all right for us single dudes, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and, uh, and 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 some even need to bring their uh, their partners along, you know, in, in, yeah, in rare yeah. in rare cases. Yeah. But um, no, well, look, um, let, let's let's wind it up there because I've got a few uh, a few things to ask you for um, uh, for for Patreon subscribers. But um, okay, for then. the time being, for um, uh, it's it's been great, mate. And um, and thank yeah, you. Very, it's been awesome. Thank you uh, as always for coming on, 
Um, That's right. Thank been... you for having me on for the entire year. In fact, it's been it's been fucking great for me, to be quite honest with you. Oh, great. Well, look, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you've um, I'm glad you've enjoyed it, and um, I am. you know, I know, I know from comments on social media and and um, people coming up to me wherever I am. Um, yeah, you know your your story's been a real inspiration for people over this last year. So uh-huh. cool. I think anyone listening to Thank this you. over the Christmas period who's thinking that like you know they've got a shitty year ahead, they can yeah. use the example of having cancer in January and touring in mm. December as yeah, you know it's anything's possible. Yeah, too fucking right. Too fucking right. All right, mate. Yeah. Cheers, dude. Thank you very much. Not at all. Cheers. So that was Dan and I having a right old chat there, um, which continues on the uh, Patreon section. Um, so um, uh, yeah, it, it, we covered we covered so much there. It was it, it was awesome. It, I, I really enjoyed catching up with him um, uh, about the tour. It's it's weird. It's amazing how little time that you have when you're on the road to sit down and have a chat. Like I said, you know, we I fully intended to do that. Um, interview on the road made perfect sense um, of course it didn't it made absolutely no sense um, because you just always you know need to be somewhere else um, and invariably by the time they sound by the time they were sound checking we'd be we'd have gone out for dinner um, and then when we get back they're about to go on stage but they're playing for 45 minutes and you know you get to watch a bit of them and then it's kind of like you start getting ready for your own gig um, although I have to say at Manchester, um, there was, uh, it was Zentrix, then Reanimator, then us. And, um, I, I watched the, the majority of Zentrix and Reanimator and it was really cool to see the, um, the respectful way that, um, the Acid Rain crowd were, were kind of like, you know, checking them out. Um, and, you know, gave both bands a really, really, um, good reception. Um, and then we came on and they just went fucking mental as Acid Rain fans have the, have the, the tendency to do. Um, but, um, yeah, it was really, really cool talking to Dan there. And, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm doing this straight away. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, I doubt I'm going to be able to get any 13 songs on these, but I'll, hopefully I will, um, preview those as soon as, um, as soon as they want to actually get those tunes out. Um, I will make sure I get some of the podcast for you all to listen to. Um, and yeah, so that, that'd be, um, that will be an exclusive for this podcast. You better believe it. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to steam straight into the next, um, uh, interview because you have got tons of content to get through this Christmas. I always like to provide you with, um, a, a Christmas special and two parts and lots of to listen to because, um, yeah, it, I know I realize not everybody has the whole of Christmas off, but some of us do. But even if you don't, you can end up kind of sat there going, I'm bored, Christmas telly shit. Although, why you'd be watching Christmas TV and not fucking streaming stuff and watching Netflix and stuff like that? You've got no excuse to be watching, not watching very good television, unless, of course. You know, you've got relatives over who really want to watch Morecambe and Wise for the hundredth time. If you're not in the UK, I I genuinely don't know whatever what whatever fucking shit comedy is on at Christmas where you are. That um, I don't know if the Christmas James Bond film for the hundredth time is a a thing in where whatever country you're listening to in this, but it certainly is in the UK. 
Um, but I'm sure we all get those fucking bullshit countdowns, top 100 of this year, and you get all sorts, and they're just ridiculous. You know, um, uh, top 100 celebrity mishaps. Fuck off. Why the fuck would you sit and watch that? I mean, I'm presuming that you good people, you good bollocasters, uh, you're not sitting through that shit. Not unless somebody's either A, paying you to, B, forcing you to at gunpoint, or C, you're having to because some form of loved one is a fucking idiot and chews that shit up and likes it. But um, any, anyway, I said I wasn't going to ramble too much in the, on, in, on these, and I, and I just fucking have. So why don't I shut the fuck up and um, get on with introducing you to mine and Godless's chat. We always have a good chat. We're on the. We, I mean, we did. I think we did an hour for um, the podcast. I think we've done about half an hour for Patreon, and we and we we ended up jabbering on more. We ended up on the fo- on the phone on Skype for two hours. It was ridiculous. But I could talk to this dude um, uh, until the end of time and not get bored. So um, hopefully. What, what do I mean? Hopefully. You'll enjoy it or you won't. I can't fucking control that, can I? Here we are, having a cu- having a chat um, a, a couple of weeks ago. Hello there. Hey, Howard. <laughs> How are you? Um, better now that you're here. Yeah, oh, darling, I feel exactly the same. <laughs> uh, uh. I, I was actually just thinking that this is this this is your record setting fourth appearance on the podcast. Is it? Is it? Is it? That's awesome! I'm so uh, I'm proud. That, yeah, Thank of course. You. It's it. Well, it, it, you should be thanking me. It's an honor. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, uh, yeah, proud and uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Humbled, honored. Humbled is a very good word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, um, I've got to actually, do you know what? I've got to start by, um, uh, I've got to start by having just, a a brief, um, lesson with you in how to say the name of this podcast. <laughs> I've been getting, I, I got some, I got some tweets about yours and Chuck's pronunciation of this, of this podcast. Not, Why? Be, not being up to, not being up to scratch. Bollocks. Um, that, that's, I, I guess that, yeah, it's, that's close. It's bollocks. So it's bol- bollocks. Yeah. Bollocks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think, um, you, you've just about got it. Chuck, however, you, you need to sit down with him, man. <laughs> He's the speaking professional. I don't tell him anything I, about it. Oh, I, oh, I don't hold back. I, I tweeted it. I tweeted him that it's divisive, not divisive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like Jesus Christ, man! We gave you the language. Fucking use it properly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but um, no, no, yeah. For some reason, Chuck Chuck is all at sea when it's it's like every time he says it, he says it differently, and I think he's <laughs> he's he's not found one he's comfortable with yet, or that's approaching being correct. But um, you know, it's um, it's all good. It's all good. I'm really oh. glad. I'm really glad to have you here. I was. Um, I've been on the road all day since. Yeah, so are you staying busy now that you are re- uh, semi-retired? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, well, I wish I could say I was on the road on the way back from a gig last night and all the rest of it, but I was actually on the road just doing, driving around, um, visiting sites of a company I'm do- doing a bit of freelancing for. So oh, I just cool. just work five days a month for them. Um 
and uh, you know that's just, it's, it's, uh, that that'll do. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm out three nights a week, every week, work um, uh, doing gigs and all sorts. So yeah, it, um, I'm doing all right. But one of the places I drove through today was Basingstoke. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'd say what, man? It's a lot easier to drive around with a working sat-nav and in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, do you remember that time? Just like my my my, my phone sat-nav had given up the ghost and we were just, we just, we drove around Basingstoke. It must have been at least half an hour. Uh, no, I, I still refer to it as amazing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there should there should be a blue plaque on that Mexican restaurant. Godless and H eight here. You know, I, I can't. I'm, I'm sure that's in the works. It's got to be in the works. It's got to be in the works. Um, uh, so right up front, I just wanted to tell you that um, uh, I uh, let's talk about the, um, the uh, later on. Let's talk about. Um, I will tell you who the uh, the hero of mine I met, and um, and I'll also tell you. Um, which artist has been in touch about a cover version that we we sent them that we that we've demoed for the new album? Uh-huh. So I'll cool. I'll tell you all that I'll tell you all that later for for the Patreon dudes. Um, <laughs> but um, so um, how how have you been? I mean, you're, you the, it's Thanksgiving for you, isn't it? Well, it was yeah this past week, but I just worked my ass off. I was just it just don't stop, you know. What are you gonna do? You know, one of those things I was complaining to my wife the other day. Like, why is it that I still gotta learn stuff? Why do I have to learn stuff? At some point, I should be just doing stuff or just telling other people what to do. And instead, I'm spending, you know, the the <laughs> the weekend like learning Facebook ads and how this all works and how to. Uh... Like, no, isn't there some nerd somewhere that I can just turn to and say? You know, just do, build it and then show me how you built it or build it so that way it runs while you are, you know, jerking off to, you know, whatever anime or whatever it is nerds jerk off to nowadays, <laughs> yeah, God, you know? God, Godless, I've, re- I've got really bad news for you. To somebody else, you are that nerd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, you, you, you definitely, uh, yeah, you need to, um, what's the word? Delegation. You need to yeah. find find a junior member and just say delegation. <laughs> delegation is the key to management. My wife just uh, she's got four interns joining up. It's like they're going to intern for our house starting in January. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? She convinced some college to hook us up with four interns. So because you know we're busy and I get it, but now I'm going to be busy trying to figure out what it is these assholes are going to have to do while I'm not around. You know? hang, hang on, hang on. You've got four interns to live in slaves. Starting starting in January. And and uh, and and what's what do they get out of you know apart from cleaning your house? What do they get <laughs> out of their cultural experience? <laughs> I'm not sure exactly. Well, we got all sorts of like little businesses and stuff like that that were either have launched, want to launch, or are launching. And so, therefore, we can kind of go, all right, this week need you to edit this, uh, write that, uh, post this stuff, uh, you know, all that sort of thing. So it depends on the intern because what we'll do is we'll, um, you know, we'll do the initial interviews and figure out, like, 
what is the skill sets for each and what are their interests. And then I'm sure we've got stuff for them to do that would fit whatever those interests are. Ah, oh, right. Okay, cool. So that's, that's a great idea. Living slaves. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the last piece of good advice from the Bible I'm willing to take, right? But <laughs> see, see, that's thing. You talk to any, like, a Bible apologist, they'll say, oh, no, no. See, this is, this is, it wasn't slaves used defending, it was internships, internships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always, uh, my, my favorite line about the Bible um, comes from Bill Hicks. And when he, when he said, um, when, he, when he said, you get these preachers and they say, uh, what God meant to say. And he said, I've never been that confident. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's a fucking great line. It really is. But there was a there was a comic in Austin uh, named Lucas Melendez, funny ass guy. I think he just writes for TV now and stuff like that. But I That's saw him stand up once, and he just said, "You know what? The best uh, <laughs> the Bible would make so much more sense if the first line of it was, you're not going to believe this, but yeah, that now you're good. Now now they can write whatever." Well, do you know what? It's the same as when you see a Hollywood movie and it starts with this film is based on on real events and you go, oh, right. right. So it's a drama with a little with a few facts in there. Or if it says this is a true story, you go, right. OK, so they're pretty sticking pretty much with the facts. Yeah. yeah. Um, it should just say at the front, shouldn't it? You know, some of the you know, th- this is loosely based on stuff that may have happened that that only men were allowed to write about yeah but hey we've managed to get into the what what is this like eight minutes in people are going to be listening to this over christmas oh wait wait, no no we haven't started recording yet have we yeah this is all recorded oh no 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 we gotta delete all that let's let's start let's start for real (laughs) that was gold man that was fucking Oh, you, do, you do, I, I can. I, I, if you don't, if you don't want the stuff about your interns, I can chop that out if you want. No, no, it's just like I, I'm. I, I was like multitasking all that, you know. Like I was like, I was not focused or anything. I'm just like putting together my my trying to get a little bit more of my best of the year list ready in case that comes up. I'm surfing a little bit, make sure there's no like big stories this year. Of course, there were that I can't think of, you know, things like that. Yeah, but so. d- dude, you've just described, you're, you're all over the place and I'm focused. You've just described every podcast I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, you fit in fine. You fit in fine. Dearie me. Well, um, well, look, it's it's nine and a half minutes in. We should start talking music. I, I, I really think I, we should keep that stuff, you know. I really uh, do. Uh, all right, all right, all right, go ahead. I can't oh. think of anything terrible. Anymore. Look, look, I, you know, you didn't say anything terrible. And, and ultimately, this is for the Christmas special that will go out. You know, people will be just, people will be feeling too ill to switch this off. You know, <laughs> so, that's why I always do a shitload of content over Christmas. Just think, there you go, <laughs> fucking have that. Go on. Uh, you know, as, as, as much of an asshole as I am, I'm probably less of an asshole than whatever family members you're spending your Christmas with, right? So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's. <laughs> I think we're doing a service. You know, there's going to be people sat there. They've got their earbuds in. They've got family all around, and they're saying, "Look, I've got to listen to this for work." You know, I am here, and then they're just sitting back and chilling and tuning out the annoying bastards that, that unfortunately they share DNA with, and you know. We're doing a service. 
So we're we're talking like uh, biggest uh, metal stories of the year. Is that the the general gist? The general gist is whatever you like, mate. You know me, <laughs> scattergun and unfocused at the best of times. Um, to I'm, be to be I'm honest, I'm trying to think of like of like any piece of big good news this year. Oh, easy, good, not a ch- good, not a chance. Um, bad, yeah. fucking shit tons. Um, but uh, to be honest, the way the way I've uh, the way I've pitched it to everybody, and obviously I didn't do a very good job with you, um, is highlights of the year, as in anything you like. Do you know what I mean? It could be one song, it could be a riff, it could be an album, or a, a bunch of albums. I'm sure we'll talk about you know albums that we've we've both enjoyed this year. Um, a new story, several new stories, you know, whatever. Uh, a particularly good shit that you had. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. Everyone for you. Um, <laughs> you know, you know it's the thing I guess. It, you know, when I think of it, like good news stories, like I guess, like it isn't news when it's good because it's like you know, like, nobody in Slayer died this year. Like that's good they, news. Nobody even got bit by anything, like yeah. bug wise or anything like that. You know, at least that we know of. That's that's good news. Yeah, but it's also it's also nothing news, isn't it? It's it's nothing yeah. happening. Uh, it's the status quo, same as last year. No more members of Slayer have died. Fil- <laughs> fil- film at eleven. Um, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I guess it's um, it, it's. Funnily enough, I was thinking the other day. I was thinking about like what was, what would be in my top five, and I was on the road today. I was thinking about it quite a lot. And I, because I, I, at one stage I thought, well, oh, it's been a bit of a thin year. And then I and then I put a top five together in about twenty seconds. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe not so thin. Um, I have given that um, Ema album uh, a go as well. You know, the singer dude from um, Periphery. Oh yeah, yeah, that's like an interesting album. I don't, I wouldn't say that I like love it. I probably will forget it exists in twelve to eighteen months. But it's been, it, I've spun it a few times now, and I, he's got some really interesting ideas. He has. I preferred. I preferred them when Trent Reznor did them twenty years ago, um, but yeah, I, it, some of it is some of some of it is just a little bit too derivative of Nine Inch Nails for me. Um, there is, yes, yeah, and and I'm 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 a big Nine Inch Nails fan as well. And don't get me wrong, if I had the capabilities, I'd probably do exactly the same. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it, it's good, and for, for for kids who are into periphery and only know Nine Inch Nails. Of the last sort of five, six, seven, eight years, um, it's cool because they're going to listen to that. They're going to hear that that's a main inspiration for him, and hopefully they're going to go back to the beginning and, and get the good stuff like the Downward Spiral and Pretty Hate Machine and Broken and stuff like that. Um, so, so if there was an H solo album where you're going to like do something completely different from Acid Rain, what would your solo album end up sounding like? I'm a one trick pony. I can't even be in another metal band. Um, <laughs> um, it, it's, there's not, there's not like a band that like you listen to and you go, oh man. Well, like, like, oh man, I'd love to be in that band. I'd love to front that band. Well, or I, I, you know, like, oh, I wish I could write music like that or something like that. Um, to be honest, if if there was any band that I would f- that I would front, given the chance that I, that when I listen to and I just think, ah, oh, it's the Descendants. Um, Descendants, yeah. Uh, obvi- not even a metal band. 
Um, I, um, I yeah, I, th- I think vocally, I'd just get found. I get, I just get found out in a, any any decent kind of um, band. Uh, not that uh, Acid Rain isn't a decent band. I, no, do you know what? I, I that's a really good question. I've never been asked anything like that. I don't like the way you've turned the tables. Um, <laughs> um, it's um, uh, yeah. That, I I honestly don't. I, I've never never had any aspiration. To be honest, it's been it's been hard enough putting Acid Rain back together. Um, yeah. uh, and it's been it it, it you know. I guess I'm just, I'm practical. I'm not much of a dreamer. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't sit around and go, oh, wouldn't that be great? Because if it's right. anything worth doing, I'll fucking do it. Right. See, that, that's always been my thing. Like that I have a really hard time, like doing something just for the fun of it. I'm always thinking about, oh, okay, well, how can I make something out of this? You know, I can't yeah. just sit down at a poker table and enjoy the conversation around the table. I've got to sit down at a poker table and figure out how to take everybody's money. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that that's pretty much should be on your uh, that should be on your gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Are you kidding? I'm trying to think how I can monetize that gravestone. You yeah, know, there's not going to be any room. Well, how, <laughs> how about um, I, there's a there's a British comedian um, called Kevin Day, and he always said he wanted um, he, he always wanted on his gravestone in a tiny size font so you have to go right up to it to read it and it'll just say get off my fucking grave <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was kind of cool um but uh, oh by the way before i forget um the the latest podcast that's that's going to come out this week has danny filth in it and uh, on it and we do talk um we do talk about poop for a couple of minutes so i thought that oh might be... good 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 i never got there with him yeah the, the benefits of having a good shit yeah um, <laughs> um so, so you know i i, I it's funny because like that was an interview that i really like looked forward to and for me i always had this impression of cradle of filth as being one of those bands that like during that era of the mid to late 90s there was just nobody else it was just they ruled it was they were the ones whose t-shirts you saw they were the ones who were out there you know doing you know keeping the 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 you know the flame alive all their bands were fallen by the wayside other bands were sort of lost sonically etc cradle of filth were like still drawing them in stay bigger than ever and so to me, they're, they're a legendary band, for the, especially for that era. And when I, you know, when we started our conversation with Danny, I immediately launched into, you know, dude, you know, you are like the man. And he, he kind of like, I, I could feel him like squirming on the other end of the phone. Yeah. He's so uncomfortable with that idea. Well, funnily enough, we, we, we sort of touched on that in our chat. And, um, and he was very quick to name other bands who were around uh, at the time or that had influenced them or other bands that were in the scene that they were a part of. Um, uh, very, you know, not like me at all. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, they all owe me. Um, but uh, no, you're right. You're right. And, and I really, I really enjoyed, um, really enjoyed talking to him. We share, we share some mutual friends and it's one of, he's, he's one of those, it's one of those weird things where we've never met which is kind of, and we were supposed to meet 
the week before we were supposed to meet about three days before the interview and actually do the interview face to face but um he had to pull his interviews um because he got an injury so um but you know what two days after the tour he rang me at home to do it instead you know and um uh as a sign of the guy you know real professional and um and right at the end of the interview, you know, gives me an hour of his time and then goes like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry again about Friday night. It's like, dude, we've just done an hour. You yeah. Know? You know, it's it's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Um... Oh, well, there you go. There's a highlight. So what's your, um, what is the most enjoyable interview? What's the interview that's given oh. you this year? This year? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I was like looking through the episodes that we've done this past year and um, it's really, really tough to choose one. Cause there, like there's one that we've had recently that immediately leaps to mind. And then I go, Oh man, but there's been a string that I've really enjoyed. Um, but I'll, I'll say, I'll say this. Hang on, um, hang on, hang on. You're not allowed to say Barney. That's a given. He's, he, I mean, he's, he, you know, what's so funny is that, he is a given, but there were a handful of other conversations that I expected this year would also be givens, and they made us work so hard. Right? Yeah. You mean like you mean but, like Rex? <laughs> oh God! Uh, I just want to rock and roll, man. What the fuck? Uh, but I, I, all right, dude. The, the conversation that kind of blew me away was Heidi of Butcher Babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just winding me up now. Um, yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I agree. I heard it and I was very impressed. Um, yeah. And funnily enough, in my, in my last podcast, I, I, the, the word I used to describe the Butcher Babies was to me, it, it, just, it just sounded insincere. There were, and, and that was the word that I really pigeonholed them with. And then I heard the interview... I heard your interview with Heidi and I thought, right, I'm going to take that back, which I will be doing on this month's wow. podcast. And I am going to take that back because, you know, she, she talked about some of the lyrics and what songs were about. And I thought, you know what? There's no way that I can, that, that I, I might think the end product is utter dog shit, but I cannot doubt the sentiment behind it and I cannot call it insincere. Yeah. And, and for me, like the, just, all right. So there's a lot of stuff that she was not going to go into depth on and that's okay. You know, you got to respect wherever her lines are. Those are where they are. But there was a lot of stuff that she w was willing to talk about with us that I've never seen anywhere else. I've never heard anybody else, you know, in, in print or in uh, audio or video format. I've never heard her tell these stories before. And, um, it, it was, you know, it's one of those things that Chuck and I talk about all the time. It, you know, sometimes it's just being willing to ask the question. And she's got this history with Mormonism and yeah. her first marriage and all that stuff that just, it's, it's absolutely mind blowing of what she's gone through. And yeah. she was willing to, to talk about it. Oh, that, it, that that was that was just way way cool. It was it was compulsive listening because funnily enough, when I'd forgotten about the Mormonism, and when you when you started talking about that, do you know what? It took me straight back to where I was when I was listening to the podcast. It's like mm. wow, yeah, I remember exactly what I was doing when that when when that part of the interview was rolling, and um, I I also thought it was kind of telling 
slash disappointing that it wasn't picked up on because you, you know you like you guys like me occasionally you'll do an interview and it gets put it gets picked up by blabbermouth or something like that and they stick it out um and say you know on so-and-so podcast you know this person said that um and and i thought i, I thought it was quite disappointing that nothing like well unless i missed it but nothing like that seemed to happen with it yeah no it's it's funny how you know it, and sometimes like there will be a conversation that we have where i go oh my goodness that is an awesome somebody's gonna run with that and then yeah. they'll instead like all those sites will grab something else in that conversation that to me i thought was pretty mundane so i have no gauge for what editors are gonna find interesting by any stretch i guess True, true. Um, yeah, well, who knows what goes on in their minds? I mean, you know, God knows. So, so I, I, to- I, I totally get there. You know, the drive is for clicks. And to me, it's yeah. like you get a really great story about Heidi from Butcher Babies. You know, let's be frank. You put her picture next to anything, it's going to get goddamn clicks. And, you know, if I were an editor, I'd be just like looking left and right for anything interesting about Heidi uh uh, or her partner in, in Butcher Babies, just for an excuse to put the photos up. You Matt, know? Matt, there's plenty of that anyway. Well, I mean, you know, broken marriages, broken relationships, broken family, abuse, the Mormon religion. I mean, gee, it's a film. It's not just a fucking story, you yeah. know? It, I mean, I yeah, I was really surprised that that, that, that did. But, hey, you know, like we said, who knows what, what drives these uh, these things. So you, was... but you know what? Everybody picked up on uh, hers, her sort of laughing off whatever non-controversy existed with uh, Opeth, and and that was, or uh, I'm sorry, with Opeth, and so that was that was the story they pick up with. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, what, what? What? She didn't say anything about Opeth that was out of line by any stretch, but that's what gets written. Yeah, I, well, I think what they were they were trying to basically stir up, dig up the old con- controversy because I, I I listened to Otep's interview with Jamie Jaster when she was she was hammering them basically, um, yeah. and um, uh, and and you know look Otep's we've we've both you know chatted to her and she's a very intelligent woman and I have no reason to doubt that uh, you know what she said happened happened, um, but it, yeah it just it's it. it, it, it it's just a long time ago. I mean, trying to restart that as some kind of controversy is a bit lame, really. Uh, I don't know. I, I think you're right. Anything a woman says happened, I'm going to probably nod and go, yeah, probably did. So it makes it tough when you got two women given two different uh, uh, takes on what happened. But you know what? Half the time, they're both right. You know, <laughs> yeah. probably most uh, almost all the time they're both right. It's just perspectives, you know. Well, you know what you say. There's three versions of every story, of every version. There's your version. Uh, there's my version, and then there's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because both of our versions will be coloured by you know by our perceptions. Um, do you do you think all of these like stories on sexual assaults uh, by these guys within the metal scene? Do you think that's going to be the big story that comes out of this year, the one that's talked about? Well, I don't know. I, the the thing new. is, yeah, well, the thing is that, that I live in a country where, um, it, it, you know, we don't film um, trials. Um, people's names are kept out of the press. Um, 
you know, when something is just an allegation. And um, I just feel uncomfortable with people just posting on Facebook and posting on Twitter um, serious fucking allegations. Um, I, I... I, I really I don't know there's, there's there is there's a system for that now clearly these people feel that that system either doesn't work for them but I, I I just I feel uncomfortable with the court of social media being used to try people without due process well I'll, t- I'll tell you why I think you're wrong right <laughs> so <laughs> the first thing is that what's great about the social media platforms is with the exception of Twitter, which has got its character limitations, but usually can get around that. The, the person who's making the claim can do so without any filter. You know, they can just put their words down. If they go to a newspaper, if they go to a, even if they were to go to a police station, for example, and, and, you know, right, you know, tell them what it is. It all gets written down, and then it gets filtered through the system. And I love the fact that they can, uh, uh, you know, communicate exactly how they want to communicate, so that later on no one can go, you know, can say, "Oh, well, well, geez, you know, uh, uh, that was uh, that wasn't what I said, or that's not how I said it, or that's not what I meant to say." Well, here it is. You can sit down. You can spend months deciding how you want to put it down how you want to describe it you're in total control i i, I think that's great uh, yeah i i think um i think we're coming at this from two different angles because what i'm talking about is um go to a lawyer and take out proceedings get on with it but what well what if it's a crime you can't prove well doesn't that work both ways how so well isn't that called slander no, not necessarily. If it's well, if it's if, if, if you would be when you're making a, a claim that is definitely not true. Yeah, but if you're yeah, ah, well, and we've just and we just stated that you know you can't prove it, so it's right, kind that of doesn't, that doesn't make it untrue. Without proof, it's very difficult, and again, it, it's kind. Of, it, I don't know. I I I just struggle with and. Don't get me wrong. I am not in any way um, trying to say, oh, guys in bands should get off the hook. I'm not in any way. I'm just really uncomfortable with, put it this way, okay? I will guarantee amongst all of these accusations that that at least 10% are false. What proof do you have of that? The same proof that anything <laughs> ever happened in the first place. Yeah. No, I'm saying, uh, do you know what my proof is? Human nature. I'm saying anybody getting on the, the hashtag Me Too train has the absolute ability to draw attention to themselves and get their 15 minutes of fame. I don't and know that that is that's, driving. Uh, dude, that's human nature. That's human nature. Mm. Um, and again, like I said, I'm, I, I, that doesn't mean, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to focus on those 10%. That means there's 90% out there who are genuine and who are saying, look, 
And I think it's brilliant that the women are drawing other women's attention to say, this dude, this guy here, you need to watch yourselves. Which right. is, you know, and well, that's, and a, that's a service. The great thing is that you've got dudes who are doing things that seem like, to them, relatively normal dude things, and they're being called out for it, and they're going, I can, I, you know, you can practically see them kind of going, I did, what? what what's wrong with that? And it's like, <laughs> no, because you're not thinking in terms of empathy. You're not thinking about how your actions affect anybody. You're too busy thinking about your dick. Yeah, and also I think we. Um, I, I also think there's there's a thing with age as well, as in when guys in bands were uh, were a bit younger, um, and they were pretty much abusing their position. Um, that that it's not. You know, I'm not making any excuse at all, but I I think you will get you. You know, you will have musicians thinking, oh, shit. Do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. I'm, I'm right. Okay, that's the first was, time I've ever thought about that incident since it happened. And shit, she's right. Yeah, the the Eddie Hermida uh, reaction to uh, the, the the claim that the underage girl, I think in Norway or Sweden, somewhere in Scandinavia, had made against him. That was kind of the reaction that he seemed to have, which was like, yeah, I wasn't treating her well, but. You know what's wrong? You know that was sort of it seemed to be his his. You know, I'm putting words in his mouth, and maybe you know not isn't the way he wanted to express himself. But um, that was the way I interpreted it. And it reminded when it reminded me of when we had our conversation with him when he had first when he was first brought into suicide silence, and I was like, dude, now you like. <laughs> like you're the you're the cock of the walk, as they say. You know, you're able to walk into a club and instead of you being in some schlub death metal band that you're in before. Now you're in like a world famous metalcore band. You know, that's a different kind of thing. And he was excited about it, and it turns out that he kind of took advantage of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, and um, well. I, I got to tell you this story as well. Um, I was on tour with a band back in the day, and um, the uh, one of the guys was saying about something that happened in uh, in the states. And basically, this girl had come on board. Um, she'd been watching him the whole night they were playing. She came on the bus and she was like, "You know, I want you." And um, and made no bones about it, and virtually dragged him into the bunk of into his bunk of his bus and they met and uh, and um so you know they were in there and uh he's done the deed and they're sat there having a chat and suddenly there's this banging on the front of the bus and they go to the front of the bus um and it's this girl's fiance mm. and you know my i've been told my my fiance's on there and she's like oh shit i've got to go and um and one week later that was a rape case So you're focusing on that ten percent again? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, from for as a, as a personal experience, as a conversation that I've that I have that I have had, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, and and so I'm just I'm like so if that's going to happen, yeah, you are going to get people. I mean, look, this is human nature here. Women and men still human. 
And human nature is there is going to be people out there who are going to ride the wave, who have completely undeservedly, who've got absolutely no and they do everybody disservice, but they're purely there to get to get some attention. But again, as I said, I'm just use I'm saying human nature. If it was the other way around, there'd be at least 10 percent of guys doing exactly the same thing. Uh, Chuck, and I, Chuck, Chuck and I, a couple of years ago, we got to interview Carmine piece of uh, Vanilla Fudge and Rod Stewart's band, all those, you know, and uh, we did this off the uh, podcast um, uh, at a uh, conference, and uh, interesting guy, all th- I'm doing all sorts of research and stuff like that on him, and, you know, I came across the Mud Shark story. Are you familiar with the Mud Shark story? <laughs> I am not familiar with the Mud Shark story. Are you listeners? Are you familiar with the story? <laughs> No, didn't think you were. Okay. Godless, over you to you. So, so if you want to hear, you know, sort of like old school rock debauchery, you got <laughs> you, you to Google Led Zeppelin mud shark incident. So <laughs> to, to put it like, you know, to kind of put it into like a, a, a small little intriguing uh, a ball for you guys to go play with. No, no, tell uh, us it, the story. Tell us the story. You can't well, wet our well, appetites I, like that. I don't, I don't remember all the details, but right. I'll just say that I think, I think Vanilla Fudge were on tour with Led Zeppelin. They're in a hotel somewhere, and a uh, uh, we'll assume Led, a female Led Zeppelin fan makes her way into the hotel room, and she's, for all intents and purposes, sexually assaulted and there's a mud shark involved which is a long thin fish oh my god right somehow made her parents right okay i thought mud shark was a euphemism for for something but it's not it's a mud shark it actually is a mud shark fucking hell right I, I i was convinced that this was some sort of sex aid that i've never heard of well, it was, but it wasn't intended. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! So oh, it's written man. about in uh, Led Ze- uh, Hammer of the God. Oh right, okay. Oh, reconnecting. Your connection is poor. Fucking shouldn't be. Okay, so um, we're back. Ah, uh, sorry about that. So no. I had this whole internal debate in my mind as to whether, like. Should I ask Carmine about the Mud Shark episode or or not? And I guess like what I wanted to avoid was I didn't want to be reinforcing the sort of misogynistic, non-empathetic rock star cliches from 40, 50 years ago by, hey, tell me about the Mud Shark episode. <laughs> and everybody kind of laughed because, you know, I'm not about to judge the morality that did or didn't exist in 1973 in 2017 and i you know it's too far back and i wasn't there i don't know uh maybe she was into it i don't know you know but like now it just i yeah it just feels wrong sort of thinking about stories like that in those terms um yeah I, i i know exactly what you mean um yeah, you 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 didn't want to just be in a Beavis and Butthead situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get well, that. But usually, I am. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, you're Beavis and uh, and Chuck's Butthead. We've 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 just we we've decided that. <laughs> um, 
But so, changing subjects entirely. Um, well, not not entirely, because obviously it's still music. Um, obviously, I, I will eagerly await your countdown of your favourite 150 <laughs> albums of the year. Um, what's your um, what's your top five? Have you got it yet? Uh, it's it's close, and I'm not sure exactly what's what. But like um, favorite albums is uh, uh, the new Junius album, which I think is it's not the album that I listened to most this year, but it's the album I was most impressed by because I felt it was progressive and interesting, and um, and I don't mean progressive as in like you know. Uh, you know, that listening to Malavishnu Project, I mean, progressive as in it's very forward thinking, there's nothing like it, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, great band for years, but this album just really kind of brought it all together. What what band is that, sorry? They're called Junius. Right, okay. Yeah, the, the album's called Eternal Rituals for the Accretion of Light. Um, oh, dear. Then, oh, dear. <laughs> that, it, it, they also not... they also get number one most pretentious album title of the year. Well done. <laughs> uh, but the album that I listened to more than any of this year was uh, this Australian band called Northlane. And the album's called Mesmer, and it's just a freaking hook. Hookville, it's just Hookville. Uh, yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I tried after they were on your podcast. I tried, but. Um... Yeah, it was a big fat meh from me, I'm afraid. But um, yeah, because they're under the age of thirty. Oh, don't be cheeky. I like, <laughs> I like, I like, I like, pl- I like plenty of young bands. God, who thought who thought I'd ever say young would be under thirty? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, no. I'm, 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 hey, look to to each their own. You you like you like woven war. Uh, you know, so that's you <laughs> the know first album. That's the I keep benchmark. On I keep on trying that second album because I feel like there's like, how could that first album have been so incredibly good and the second to just sort of land with a thud? But I I can't find anything. That first album should have been 15 minutes, three, four songs shorter than it was. Yes. And and then those songs would have been freaking great on the second album, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, they quite clearly got carried away with themselves. Um with, uh, without having a murderous arsehole in the band. So uh, it's like, hey, guys, we can do what we want. Yay! And, um, yeah. So, um, so sorry, so that's two. Next up? Uh, new Tooth Grinder. Ah, Phantom right. Amor. Oh, man, the album's so good. You know, what's funny is that, like, their their last album, and I can't remember the name of it, um, that the last album was, like, was one of those that Chuck just raved about and I listened to it like twice and I couldn't find it. It wasn't until I, I got a hold of the super, 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 super early, uh, cut of this, uh, Phantom Amor that I, I got hooked on the first listen and then I go, okay, I got to go listen to the last album. And I don't, I, what the hell was I thinking <laughs> to think that that last album was not so great? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's almost like, it, I know what it's like. It's, it's, it's like you found the code and now you can go yeah. back and decode the previous album and go, all oh, right, yeah, what was I thinking? This is fucking great. <laughs> but Tooth Grinder, like this new album, it's, it's, it rocks. It's got, 
you know, they're thinking in terms of melody even more. And they just sound, I mean, there are super young guys who are just getting much more confident about their songwriting and being willing to like, just let a groove, you know, sort of hang and do its thing. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's one of those albums that I can, there's like two or three songs that I can play in the kitchen and it's not going to blow out everybody else in the room were unlike their last album which is like you just i mean it's unlistenable for anybody who's not a metal fan this yeah. album is a lot more like going for a bigger audience so you think i should check it out then absolutely absolutely excellent right okay um next up of uh, volumes uh different animals it's a very cut from the similar cloth to north lane um you know that uh that sort of new progression of metalcore, but they got a new singer um, and whose name is escaping me at the moment. They do a dual singer uh, thing, and the new guy who does the clean singing, he's he just got this soulful, really, really cool voice. And it's, it's it you know, I'm, I'm about to say something really terribly cliche like John Legend in a metal band, but the truth of the matter is that he's got like a really awesome a uh, new take on how you can do clean singing on that sort of metalcore sound, and it totally works. Mm. Oh, cool. Well, I, I, I like, I like the sound of that. Um, I will, I, I will investigate. Um, yeah. Of course, of course. There's a couple duds on the album, or sort of. I wouldn't call them duds. There are a couple points in songs where I go, uh, nah, uh, 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 you know, it's a, you know, like there's a, a a rapper on one song and things like that where I kind of go, ah, you know, that you could have done without that. It was a great song without it. Um, but other than a couple missteps, it's it's a really really terrific record. Cool, man. Cool. No, I'm um, uh, I'm I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I'm, I've I've lost count. Have we done five? <laughs> we we did, we did four. Uh, right. Five. This is a tough one, but I really love the new uh, album by this, uh, well, new band uh, called Hundred Sons. It's the singer uh, Corey from, um, oh boy, what uh, band is he in? Um, I'm blanking, but I'll think of it in a minute. Uh, but uh, Hundred Sons is just this really, really terrific, um, you know, you can't really pigeonhole it. Just straight up metal bands, really, really awesome awesome hooks yeah super super great stuff well cool man so i mean i and i know you and you and uh, you and chuck will do your like top 15 won't you as usual yeah 10 or 15 something like that yeah 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 and um i, I mean i'm always amazed by the volume of music that you, that you get through it is it is just pretty heroic um <laughs> and uh, I, I i don't know you know it, it's it's the, I don't know where you're. I know you like the new, um, new. You like the last uh, Mastodon album. I did, yeah. In fact, yeah. that's another contender for top five for sure. Yeah, that's in my top five. That's in my yeah. top five. I, I don't. I, I, I wasn't that keen on the previous album, um, Once More Around the Sun, and I. But I fucking loved the Hunter. I thought the Hunter was superb. Huh. Um and. Um, but the new album, I was just, yeah, 
absolutely won over. I think it's. In fact, I listened to it in the car today, and it just reminded me yet again of <laughs> what a phenomenal album it is. It's, it's funny while you were listening to the new album, I was listening to uh, Cold Dark Place today, probably at exactly the same time, and it's it's funny because like that whole pitch on Cold Dark Place was. Oh no! This is like a this is the darker songs on the album uh, that didn't make the album, and I don't hear that at all. There's actually one or two like almost happy Mastodon songs on that EP that to me felt like they could have totally fit with everything else on the uh, uh, the latest Emperor, but, uh, Emperor of Sand. That's the one, Emperor of Sand. That's it. Emperor of Sand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and the singer from uh, Hundred Sons is also in Norma Jean, by the way. Oh, right. Thank you very much. What a horrendous band name that is. Um, <laughs> Norma Jean. I, I've never favorite. been a big Norma Jean fan. I still don't listen to Norma Jean if given the chance. Really? Uh, but, the, but Hundred Sons, psh, I'm, I'm all on board. No, I would have thought you were a big Norma Jean fan because they've got a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> you lo- I mean, yeah. you know, Dance, Gavin Dance, any band with a shit name and you're in there. But I think there's like a higher than 5% Jesus component to Norma Jean. Oh, oh, right. Okay. No can do. No, no can, can do. do. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Keep thy religion to thyself. Um, which is a bit... Just dispose of it entirely. Can you please? Yeah. Well, God. Yeah. There's, there, there is that. <laughs> there is that. Um <laughs> So news stories, yeah. I mean, wow, we've really done the uh, we've done we've done the abuse stories, um, and obviously we we lost Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington within a few weeks yeah. of each other. I tell you what, I was surprised at, um, and and I'm not saying I, I I'm not saying people were like uh, you know falsely um, uh, grieving or anything like that. I was surprised by the amount of people in my social media circle and my friend circle who I never knew had any time for Linkin Park whatsoever. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it turns out, you know, they were like, oh, fucking hell, Hybrid Theory, what a great album that was. I'm like, what? Really? Oh. <laughs> they're, they're still spending the money that they got when they sold that back to the record store 10 years ago. What are you talking about, the great album? <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? I was, I was really surprised uh, across uh. Uh, all sorts of people who were like, yeah, no, that got that album. That got me. That album got me into this, and uh, I was, I was even, even a member of Acid Rain was like, yeah, yeah, no, that was, um, that was a good album, man. I really like that, and I was like, oh god, well, right. you know what? But every one of those assholes, every single last one of them, who are like metal fans, not like traditional Lincoln Park fans, but metal fans, like every single one of them. The day before Chester Bennington did himself in was making fun of Chester Bennington for being such a, 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 a you know, like a, a washed up, uh, a creatively lost singer. The day after he dies, he's the most amazing singer ever and hybrid theory blew my mind and all that sort of thing. It's like, you know what? Guess what? He was all those things. Yeah, the, tru- the, truth is, the truth is somewhere in between. Yeah, it's you know. all of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I think um, uh, that there are, there without a doubt, there is, um, there are grief groupies around yeah. um, who who love to just pile in on it. 
the biggest surprise for me was that there was some asshole in the world who, after Chris Cornell committed suicide, thought to himself, hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cause that, come on. Come on, dude. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, having said that, I, I don't know if you saw the story on Blabbermouth the other day where um, Sebastian Bach said that um, uh, I could never kill myself. So it's not all good news. <laughs> um, the year's not over and these things I tend to happen but, in threes right? but it was a bit, I, read that, I read that story I was like dude that no that's that that headline has got a couple of words missing <laughs> <laughs> well you know what you know what I think that like uh, reun- reuniting with his old band is creative suicide so that's close enough right I'm I've, sure that's happening I think really right re- I think the only time he's going to reunite with his with his old band is um, after he's dead um, it's uh, it's certainly uh, yeah that doesn't look are like we, that's are we that. putting money on that I bet you he's on stage with them by midway through no I'll say by the end of 2018 right okay I'll have you back on next Christmas podcast to prove <laughs> that that was a load of bullshit um, and, that it, and that it's not happening I am definitely right. Um, oh yeah right you've just got you, you've just got yourself your fifth appearance on Talking Bollocks <laughs> all lined up so, so Sebastian Bach reunites at least for one night with yeah. Skid Row before yeah. 31st of December 2018. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So yeah, I'll. I'll uh, I, I was going to say I'll take that bet, but we haven't. We, we haven't bet anything. Um, <laughs> so you, uh, yeah. I, well, yeah, and I and I bet Chuck still can't say talking bollocks by that time as well. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely go on that one. Um, so yeah, so we lost we lost Chris Cornell as well, which was um, uh, and do you know what? What I found really heart and I know this is going to sound weird, but what I found really heartening about the fallout from his death was um, I always thought of Chris Cornell as one of our guys. You know, he's a guy from the metal scene, and yeah, he did all sorts of other stuff. But basically, Soundgarden, Audio Slave, he did some solo albums, but he was known for Soundgarden and Audio Slave metal bands he was you know he was a a metal singer a metal front man and i was just really i found it really heartwarming all of the different um uh creative people coming out from all different walks of life saying what a great loss it was and what an amazing voice he had yeah um do you know what i mean it just it reached across boundaries there was classical singers saying you know oh what what an absolute tragedy what you know what an iconic voice and you know i I think if if Pavarotti had still been alive he'd have he'd have said what a shame um you know it was just it was coming from everywhere and i found that really really heartwarming i don't know why i think it was just a case of trying to take something positive out of it but I, i don't know i kind of felt i kind of felt proud as somebody who's into metal that one of our guys had made such a big impression outside of the world of metal as well. And yet he did Black Hole Sun. So the truth is somewhere in between. <laughs> Look, I know you don't like that song, okay? But you don't need to nail the guy, Jesus Christ pose, every yeah. time, you know, to a tree, every time it's brought up. 
uh, if I didn't have to hear it over and over and over again, then we are. Why can't the Red Hot Chili Peppers commit suicide? Why couldn't one of them have said, you know what, Chris Cornell, it's a really good idea. Not that I'm wishing that they commit suicide. It's a terrible thing to suggest, and I'm not suggesting that. I'm just yes, you did. Like, yes, you did. You said, you said, why can't one of them commit suicide? <laughs> and two sentences later, you're saying, not that I'm saying that. No, you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me, own it, fucking own it, do mate. I've I found out a long time ago that if you say something really fucking stupid, you've just got to keep on going. You just, yeah, hold on tight and just fucking double down. Go even more stupid. Nail your colours to the mast, and you know it, it, it'll all work out in the end. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree with you on Chris Cornell. Like, I mean, the thing that was somewhat you know sadly perfect about his suicide is that he did not appear in any way shape or form to those of us who had no idea who he was or what he was struggling with that he would be prone to do such an awful thing to himself and therefore makes us much more um uh, you know, sort of uh, aware of our friends and family and people who are around us who we might also think, oh, no, they, they'd never do it. Because, geez, I mean, Chris Cornell had everything going for him. You know, beautiful yeah. wife and family, uh, good looks, tons of money, 100% creative freedom. You know, like he could show up anywhere in the world, pick out his guitar and open his mouth and people would throw money at him. I mean... To, to the rest of us, this all seems perfect. Yeah, but I, 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 you know, compare. You could say all of that about Chester Bennington as well. But unfortunately, it's not about what's going on outside. It's about what's going on inside. Exactly, and but see, that's the thing. If like you know, if Chris Cornell looked at looked like me, everybody would go, yeah, but yeah, ugly as goddamn sin. No wonder he did himself in. Or you know, if his career was on the downslide, people would go, oh well, you know, geez, yeah, he, he was starting to kind of go. He couldn't couldn't write good songs anymore, and people weren't paying to see him anymore. But there was none of that. He They're in the still... middle of a sold out tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know, and uh, and that's what freaks me out. And I must admit, when I first heard, once I got over the shock, all I could think about was those poor guys. Those poor guys who shared a stage with him hours before. You know, what an experience. Yeah. What, to, to, to have somebody banging on your hotel room door. You might not have even got chance to get to sleep yet after that night's show. And Chris yeah. is dead. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, that has just got to completely fuck you up. Oh, totally. And, you know, <laughs> I got, I, you know, I go to that just with my mom, like, you know, geez, what, what, what could I have said? What could I have done? You know, and I know, you know, beyond all things, like, there's nothing I could have said. There's nothing I could have done. It was going to go the way it was going to go. And she didn't commit suicide, but you know, like yeah. in, in any sort of rapid manner. Uh, but like the, you know, for that to have happened and you've been on, been with somebody just practically minutes before yeah. to be wondering, geez, could I have said, could I have done something? Ugh. You know, how many bands that, you know, that, that we talk to will say, oh yeah, we're on tour. And, you know, nobody really talks to each other. We're all doing our own thing. Yeah. Ah, boy, boy, when you're, 
if somebody in the band does something like what Chris did, you got to be thinking to yourself, geez, maybe I should, maybe we should have gone out and gotten a, you know, a, a pint together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it, it's, it's perspective, isn't it? You know, it, it, unfortunately, sometimes it takes something like this to, to put everything into perspective. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, it is, um, it's horrendous. It's horrendous. But well, look, we're just coming up to the hour mark, and I do, um, um, I, I do want to have a little chat with you um, as regard well for my Patreon listeners. But um, um, uh, for now, uh, my friend, it's been wonderful having you um, on talking on talking bollocks again. And um, you're always welcome, even next year when I rip the piss out of you for being wrong about Skid Row and Sebastian <laughs> back. Who the hell cares that much about Skid Row anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I completely agree. Uh, on, on that note, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. And since we recorded that, um, Sebastian Back has been saying that it's it's possibly more likely that they that they are actually going to be they're going to get together. Although, uh, and and I and I saw that news story and I didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, a few days later, I get a, a link to that story tweeted at me by Godless saying, "Oh yeah, what about?" And it's like uh, the reason I didn't bring it up with him is it's such a non-story. You know, he reckons it's like you know there's a few text messages been flying about. And if one thing's certain. Sebastian Bach is not a reliable source when it comes to are Skid Row going to come back together, get back together again? Because he's been going on and on about how he'd like to do it for ages. It's Skid Row who are who are the ones going. Nah, don't want to do that. And there's four of them. So um, yeah, Godless, I'm sticking by that. I don't think it's going to happen. I really hope it doesn't, just so I can get him on and roast him about it next year. Um, roast him about it. That's a very. That's an American term, really. Rip the piss would be what I will be doing in true talking bollocks style. So that brings us to the end of part one. Oh, wasn't that a lot of fun? Hey, you're full of chocolate. You're full of sweets. Have you eaten too much turkey? Are you bored? Are you tired? Have you got indigestion? Have you been for a run to try and make yourself feel better? Hey, do you find you're doing nothing but sleep? No matter how, and, and even though no matter how much sleep you get, you still feel tired. Fucking weird, isn't it? Have you got a cold yet? You're gonna get one. Are you feeling rough? You should do. Are you pissed? Are you sober? Have you been shopping? Been out on the sales, have you? Spending your Christmas money like a fucking fifteen-year-old, or have you? you just been sat around doing fuck all well do you know what you should do you should listen to part two